Okay, we're holding in page 238. We're holding in page 238 in the middle of the big paragraph over here. Yesterday we mentioned the idea of the distinction about how much a person is required and obligated to do chazara, to go over and over again what they learn. We spoke about how in We spoke about the idea that when somebody just learns a hundred times, now a hundred times is very praiseworthy. What it means is that that was the general meaning of that time period. What was, what was Mekubal to learn was to learn a hundred times. If a person only limits themselves to what is like the general standard, it means you're limiting yourself. It means you're limiting yourself. That's why to someone who learns only one because ultimately, ultimately, you're pushing beyond what you think are your boundaries. A person has to constantly be trying to push their horizons, pushing their boundaries to see what they can handle. It's a lot of, it happens a lot of times. A guy's in Seder, a guy's a hard time sitting still for, let's say, three hours, two and a half hours. Of some, some, in some, some yeshivas, first Seder is four hours straight. I think I heard from Rabban Cutler that he had a Kabbalah from the yeshiva in Valajan, from Chaim, from Chaim Valajan, that a Seder should be four hours. That's how what a Seder should be. Okay, we're not holding by that. What? Yeah. Now, in terms of what? Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. But you know what? Some people have a hard time because to do that, to do that straight, without any break, it's very hard. A uh, break does not mean not go to the bathroom. You need, if you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. First of all, it's also to learn if you're not, if you need to go to the bathroom. So it's built into the understanding you have to go to the bathroom. He, he wouldn't hold that. The idea is, no, of course he would. Yeah, if you have to go to the bathroom, you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. But the idea being is that to take a break, to go out, some people, if they smoke, they go out for a smoke break, to go for this, whatever shtiot you want to do. Now, does that mean you don't need a break? Of course you need a break. Everybody needs a break. The question is, are you, you, if, can a person set themselves a timer and say, you know what, I'm not going to get up until at least after, until at least after the first hour of Seder. Until, until the first hour of Seder. Let me just put it down. Put it down yeah, thank you. Until the first, after, the first hour after Seder. I know particularly, I have a friend who's a Rosh Koyal in a, in a Koyal. He has a very high standard Koyal, which he says, if you get up more than four times in a morning Seder, you get docked 200 shekel. I'll repeat that again. If you get up more than four times from a Seder. Like, no, so really, it means obviously to get up, to go out, to go, you know, even to go to the bathroom to get a drink of water. Since you should be going to the bathroom before, you should be eating everything you need before. Since if someone's working in a lahav deal in a call center, and they are on hours between nine to face whatever times they need to be on, they need to be available. If you just get up and decide, oh well, I need to go take a smoke break, and then you come back, how many phone calls did you miss? It's all bill. Now again, I, I don't, I'm not su- suggesting that Kyle should do this. Chasu show. This is not what we're holding. And I don't think it's even a mila necessarily. But for them, it's it's. I hear the perspective because it's stemming from this idea of if the other world, if if the secular world can do it, then we have to demand of ourselves even higher standard. Okay. What do you see? Well, I mean, in, in our, in the Kola, we have 25 minutes, up to 25 minutes, which is a standard of Sakha. Yeah, I'm not discussing the, the, the actual, exact, you know, standards of what we do. What we don't do, obviously, the Rosh Kola decides what he wants to do, what he doesn't want to do. And I have no opinion whatsoever about it. I'm, I'm just speaking about the Rayon. The Rayon is, is that if, let's say, the Kola says that, you, you know, the final time that you're able to make it here before you get docked, 9.45. Oh, so I have to 9.43. <laughs> You hear, you hear this, Yitzchak? Meaning, the idea that I'm talking about, the, the underlying attitude that I'm, that I'm talking about is if a person, say, if the Koyal said, 
you know, the latest time that you can get to the Kail before you get you doctor you get doctor pay is nine forty five. Oh, so I have till nine forty three nine 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 forty four. That's like that's not the attitude. The attitude is not that you can push it to the envelope to push it to the end degree. The person should say, okay, you know what? That's the end. But obviously, what's the chatechila? It's to get here the best, the best on time. Obviously, right now, I'm preaching literally to the choir. Baruch Hashem, you're on time. So, you know, that's not the nekuda. But the nekuda is, is, is that if, I, if, if there's something that is, that I can get away with something, that's not the right attitude to approach, to approach life. And specifically, when it comes to Torah, you're not going to succeed when you're learning. If you're looking at it from the perspective of, what is the least I can do without going over the red line? What's the most that I could do without having to do too much? You know? This is an attitude that we have to destroy, we have to kill within ourselves. I, I, I just saw the most disgusting ad. It popped up some, I don't remember specifically how I even saw it. Somebody created an invention where, you know, nowadays they have something called uh, work at home, through, I think through Zoom. It's called like, uh, called uh, I don't know, it's called remote, remote working, right? Remote, remote jobs. So they have this thing, the companies, they have the, a program that on the computer, it can see whether or not you're working. How does it know? because it can see whether your mouse is moving or not. If someone leaves their mouse or leaves anything, leaves anything for, let's say, five minutes on the screen, the screen will then turn off, because of course it wants to save battery, save power. So the guy created a, a, a crazy device. It's a device where you put your mouse on top of this thing, and it moves it constantly, even if you're not working. And therefore, the company cannot figure out whether you're working or not, because of course, it thinks it's working, it thinks it's tricking the system, it's tricking the computer program. I said, this is like mamish, this is gzela shenkamoyu, this is mamish, every form of gnev gzela. This is literally a I, I hope, it's not a Jew that made this invention, Baruch Hashem. But I hope to God, like, what's the other side? That you're, you can sleep until 12 o'clock in the morning and still get paid for a full day work. Or 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I should say, not 12 o'clock in the morning. But yeah. The other side is, the person doesn't have to be every single this may or may not be true, but if the, if the company requires to be able to track you, to see what you're doing, and to see whether or not you're, so they feel that you're collecting. Even if you are, and, but you're not doing something. Maybe I go to the post office and that would do something with that. If, that. if that's the case, you have to step away for a minute. Yeah, but I don't know if, I don't know if so tricking the system is the reason to do it. That's a, so you know what? That's a wonderful conversation you could have with your boss and with the HR system and with the people that pay your bills, as opposed to lying and making it look like you're working no, literally from nine to five. No, we're talking about lying. We're talking about a guy is sleeping yeah. in, sets the computer up at nine o'clock in the morning from nine to five job, puts it on, goes back to bed, and he'll be considered as if he worked, because the computer program is tracking his uh, his actual work system. Yeah, one hundred percent. Again, whatever call me in a scenarios and situations, we can figure that out at a different time. I happen not to work for this company at HR, so I don't know if I'm the, I'm the address to ask this question. But I am suggesting, like, think about what are we doing in our own lives that we're trying to just kind of get away with the minimum. It's, it's a little bit scary to think about. It's hard to think about. But it's something that needs to be asked of ourselves. Am I just doing the bare minimum? Now, again. The scary part is when that's true. Okay, fine. That's a separate discussion. But the, but the response is, well, I don't like him looking over my shoulder, so therefore I'm going to game the system. There has to be an in between, between in between point between someone watching over you. And by the way, one of the reasons why someone's watching over you is probably because you're not showing in your other aspects of life that you're a trustworthy person. Why else would they have to watch you every two seconds? You're right. There are times, situations, there are bosses that are breathing down your neck, and there's many different scenarios which I can't cover. It can't cover in one most issues. But I am suggesting the person should think about what am I doing that's bare minimum, 
Right? That's all. That's, what am I doing that's just the bare minimum? Right. And there is a thing for Cheshman at the oh. end of the day. Oh, you see, the Hashem is watching us every single, every single second of the day. Again, it should be something to, to, to feel, make you feel guilty, to make you feel geschlep, and to feel, oh, I'm just worse than terrible. I'm a god of a god. No, no, you're not a god of a god. You're a human being, and human beings don't like to be trapped in cages. We like to kind of get out of our cages. The question is, how can we make the cage a little bit bigger? Right? You know? Oftentimes, we're in a cage. It's called life. Reality is a cage. Life is a cage. We have a wife. We have kids. We have reality. What? No, we're such a... <laughs> For the majority. Uh, what? Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. There has to be that soft balance between between those two values. It's very hard. You have to know how to do it. A good boss is someone who's not on top of you every two seconds. He's not like judging you and looking. Oh, what are you doing? How can I? You know, that's an unhealthy work dynamic. Mitzad echad, mitzad sheni. If you have a worker that literally doesn't just doesn't have any sense of work ethic, no sense of what does it mean to 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 come on time, to to put your your, bus, your best foot forward, to show that you that you care about number one. You know, you know, you know where it all stems from. It stems from a sense of self worth. If a person doesn't have any, any self worth, then whatever they produce in this world is also not going to have any worth. If a person has self worth and says, you know what, it reflects badly on me and the type of person that I am, that I'm putting out a bad, that I'm putting out a bad output, then yeah, then you're not going to, then you're going to work hard, because you take a pride in what you do. It all stems with how you view yourself. With do you limit yourself or do you make yourself bigger? And that's why again. Someone who's who's shayda pirkoi meya ve'echad pamim is so much greater than someone who only learns it one hundred times because the one hundred times cap themselves. You say, okay, that's the norm. That's so in this door it's one hundred, it's a hundred. But in, if later on it would be five, then he's going to keep himself to five. There's nothing inherent about the person that is working and trying to grow bigger and to, trying to go stronger in the avodas Hashem. It all stems from the attitude of how I can become a better yid to work better on myself. You know, I always say. The, the, the Bali Muslim they spoke about they didn't use this exact terminology but they spoke about that a human being has to look at themselves like a, uh, like a science experiment what do you do with a science experiment? You, you test things out you're not afraid to fail some of the most positive people are people that are sitting in a laboratory that try something oh, blows up in their face either they're dead okay fine they're dead or they're alive and they can they try again they try a different formulation they try a different chemical they try to add this and that they're, 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 they're what do you call it they're tinkering around they're tinkering around we ourselves, by Avodah Hashem, in our own minds, in our own bodies, in our own, in our own Avodah Hashem, we have to be thinking around. What can I push? What can I make better? What can I do better? How can I make myself better? These are partial calculations. But it, it's hard. It is difficult because it all stems from whether you think you can do it or not. Why would a person try if they don't think they can do it? If a person tries, if a person feels that they can do it, if they feel like, you know what, I would put my best foot forward, and I think ultimately I will be successful in the end, and I'm not afraid to fail, I'm not afraid to, to feel that discomfort, you're, you're going to succeed at the end of the day. Listen, Mir Hashem, we should be zoichet to try to tinker, to move around, to try to, to try to push the envelope, broaden our horizons, whatever, you know, again, the catchphrases you want to use. Kitzer, Mir Hashem, have a wonderful day. So today,